Hey guys, welcome back to Simply Mom Diaries. So today we're going to talk about mental health. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety at the age 21, but I felt like I had it already in my teen years. I've always been a worrier. I've always think like, why does this happen to me? Oh, why did that happen? Or why am I doing the things that I do? Like I've always just questioned myself constantly. I'm always constantly worrying. So before I was diagnosed, I would always get very, very anxious. So me and my sister decided to go to the doctor's office one day and she asked what were my symptoms and I told her all the symptoms that I had and I told her that I've been like that for a while and that was when she was like, you have generalized anxiety. And she wasn't the type of doctor where she was just like, oh, you do have it. Like, you know, right then and there, she was actually listening to things that I was going through and symptoms that I was having. She wasn't just listening to the fact that I had one or two symptoms. No, she was asking me what type of symptoms I was having. And she was asking like how often it would happen and all that stuff. So I asked her what were things that I would be able to do to like calm my nerves and not have anxiety as often. So she prescribed me with the normal Xanax, but it was a very low dosage. And I would only take it when I feel very anxious so that I could avoid an actual episode. So I did that for um, a few years. It wasn't too bad until I actually hit the age 24. For some reason that year, it was just so bad to where I was constantly having anxiety attacks. I made so many trips to the urgent care or I went to go see the doctor so often that I feel like something, I always felt like something was wrong with me. And I always felt like, am I going to die? And not going to lie, I still feel like that once in a while. But just that year, it was bad. Like, I felt like shit all the time. So I went to go see my doctor. And then I I had a new doctor because at that time, my husband was in the military. So I would go to the local base that's close by home because he was in Texas. So um, when I went to go see the doctor there, they prescribed me with a daily anxiety medicine. So they said that it's to prevent both anxiety and episodes, you know, anxiety attacks. So I took the medication for about a month and it made me feel really groggy and Mentally, it made me feel good, obviously, you know, because it was medication that was helping me, but I didn't feel good. Like I said, I was groggy. I didn't want to do anything. So I made the decision to just cut cold turkey. And literally a few days after I cut cold turkey, I had an anxiety attack while I was driving. It was so bad that I had to pull over and I had to call my dad and my sister so that someone can come get my car because I had to call the ambulance because I was freaking out. My body was clenched up. Everything was just numb and I felt like I couldn't move. 
Like, it was just that bad. It was so bad to the point where I was just scared. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to risk this because what if I do die? And at that time, I constantly felt like something was wrong with me, you know? What is it? A hypochondriac? That's what I felt like I was at that time. Like, every time I was about to have an episode or I had an episode, I felt like I'm sick or something's wrong and I need to go get it checked out because what if something really is wrong with me? then I don't want to risk it, you know? And at that time, you know, my family, they didn't really understand what I was going through because no one in my family had it as bad as I did or do because at that time they would be like, oh, it's just all in your head. You'll be fine. And I would tell them like, no, I'm not okay. Like, I'm not fine. I feel it. I don't feel good. And it was just not fun. Like I felt so alone. I felt like no one understood me and no one, I don't know. I just felt very lonesome at that time. And it was hard because, you know, nobody knew how I felt. So I didn't want to open up really and let anybody know because if I just tell them, they would just be like, oh, it's all in your head. But it was so bad that it was messing with my daily activities. And I had my husband, but he was thousands of miles away because he was in Texas while I was back home. So it was kind of hard because we had a different time zone where he was two hours ahead. But, you know, he was in the military, so he was always busy. It was tough being here and like him being kind of far. And then, you know, my sisters, they were you know, they have their own lives. I'm not going to have them stop their lives for me. So it was hard to deal with at the time because I did really feel alone. And I'm just glad I honestly passed that phase. But yeah, so after I cut cold turkey, I started Googling a lot, like Googling hella shit to try to find ways to make myself feel better so that I don't depend on medication because it was not my intention to be on medication in the first place. But I wanted to give it a try to see if it made me feel better, both physically and mentally. And obviously it didn't because it only helped with what I was thinking. It didn't help with how I was feeling on the outside. So I started just reading other people's stories and I just see like so many stories where people would be like, oh, it's so bad to where I can't even drive a car or I can't even go out at all. And I don't know, just reading those stories, it made me feel a certain way. Like I felt so bad. I was just, you know, read their stories and be like, wow, I'm over here complaining about my anxiety while these people have it so bad to where they can't do anything. And I was just like, you know, at least I can still go to, you know, some family gatherings and go out for drinks and stuff with my family and my in-laws and friends. At least I was able to still do that. Like, yeah, I did have anxiety constantly, but it wasn't so bad to the point where I couldn't do anything. I would feel like I didn't want to do anything, but it wasn't to the point where I couldn't, if that makes sense. Like I was reading stories where people couldn't even be around anyone. So they had to lock themselves up at home. And I was just like, oh shit, 
I guess mine isn't that bad, you know, compared to other people. So why am I complaining? So I don't know, just after reading people's stories, I was like, okay, at least I'm still able to go out and do things. So I'm going to need to change my lifestyle. So I started looking at how to cope with anxiety, you know, the natural way, things that I can eat to make me feel better. And so I started doing things like that. And honestly, I started feeling good, like after a month or two, just doing that. Like I learned how to do breathing techniques. I realized that listening to a lot of, um, white noise, a lot of white noise or like rain, that helped me. So anytime I was really, really anxious or I couldn't go to sleep at night, I would listen to white noise or, you know, ocean waves, whatever. And it really did help me. And I'm so thankful that that actually helped me because I know it doesn't help everyone. But for me, it did. And I am so happy that it did because had it not, who knows? what I would have done. It probably would have drove me crazy because anxiety is not fun. It's definitely not a good feeling. It's something that's hard to deal with. Well, it was hard to deal with. So yeah, the things that I did were breathing techniques, listening to white noise. And I noticed that when I was really anxious, I would pace back and forth a lot. I don't know. I was pacing back and forth like in the middle of the night when I woke up anxious you literally just see me pacing back and forth and if you were to see me when you you know if you're laying on the bed and you wake up you see me doing that you would think I was crazy because there was a lot of pacing back and forth not gonna lie and honestly till this day I still do that once in a while when I'm really anxious but um after doing that I I was able to control it to a certain point which was good. And I didn't have to take anxiety medicine. I mean, I still had Xanax for when it was really, really bad. So I did take those once in a while, but I cut cold turkey off of the monthly medication. So that was a plus for me. Yeah. So that same year, at the end of the year, my husband came back home. He was done with the military. Then after he came home, like maybe the next year, I would kind of get anxiety here and there. And I took a few trips to the urgent care like late at night. And I felt so bad because I had to wake him up, you know, to take me because I'd rather have someone take me than me having to drive. And plus, I knew that he wouldn't let me drive there alone anyways. But um, eventually it went down and um, we started talking about, you know, having a family and when we agreed a few months later, I got pregnant and my OB knew that I had anxiety. So she was like, if you feel like you need medication, it's okay. You know, it's okay for you to take during your pregnancy because it's not good for the baby to stress. You know, when you're anxious, you stress because you're tripping on how you're feeling. So they said that, you know, they rather us women take medication for anxiety and depression versus having to feel like that all the time because it's messing with your head and then messing with your head causes you the stress and stress is not good for the baby. But I told her, you know, I was like, no, I don't need it. I'm gonna try my best to avoid it. 
And honestly, I did a good job because I had maybe two episodes when I was pregnant once in my first trimester and then the second one in my third trimester. And it was so crazy because my whole pregnancy with all the aches and pains and like how I felt, I was surprised with how little anxiety attacks I had. Um, I wasn't complaining. I was so blessed. I was so grateful that I didn't have that because had I did, who knows, man, like the doctor said, it's not good for the baby. And I'm so glad I didn't have it because I didn't want to do anything to harm my baby. And of course, when I was pregnant, you know, the doctor says, if you have anxiety, you're more prone to postpartum depression. And that kind of freaked me out because I was like, oh shit, what if I do have depression? And so I started reading all these stories, you know, about people who have postpartum. And it was just so sad. Like moms would just be like, I never wanted to be around my baby. I didn't want to bond or I didn't feel that bond because I always felt so distance from my baby because of the postpartum like it really screws up your head and then just like reading about you know the suicidal ones just broke my heart and I was just like oh my god what if this happens to me I'm freaked out and so I would talk to my husband you know and be like okay I need you to be prepared just in case I do have postpartum because our baby comes first and if I do have it and if I do need help please take me to go get help because I don't want to be left alone in the dark to the point where I leave this world and leave my baby and my family. I told him, I was like, if I need help, I want help. I don't want to keep it to myself because, you know, obviously I read about those moms and they get into such a dark place that no one can help them because they don't ask for help or they don't reach out for help and I did not want to be like that like especially with once I found out that I was actually diagnosed with anxiety I was like nope not gonna be me I'm not gonna be that person so I said to my husband and my family if I seem depressed to you guys and I don't say anything tell me if you guys feel like something's wrong bring it up if I don't because I don't want to bottle up inside of me if, you know, I do go through it. And because I know that obviously when you have mental health issues, you know, it's not as easy, obviously, because I have anxiety and it's definitely not easy. But depression is on a different level and especially postpartum depression because your hormones are all over the place and you have a newborn so you're sleep deprived and so everything's just fucked up and I was like I don't want to be fucked up in the head with a newborn baby I want to love my baby I want to give my baby all the attention that I can and just snuggle sniff and just enjoy that first time mommy feeling you know with my husband as a family I wanted to experience that in the happiest way that I can you know because it's a time to be happy not a time to be sad so I was like if that does happen and I don't say anything to you guys please 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 let me know and if I do say something and if you guys feel like I need the help please tell me so um fast forward to giving birth to my daughter had her within four hours and weeks go by and I was okay at my six week 
appointment checkup. Everything was good. She had me fill out the postpartum survey and everything was good. And I felt good as a new mom. Like, yeah, obviously I had my tiredness and whatnot, but I was so happy to be a mom. I loved my newborn like a new mom should. And it was just a great feeling. It was the best feeling ever. And I can tell you this, having a kid was the best thing and the best decision that I've ever made. I love my kids with every bone in me. And I'm just so grateful that when I had my daughter, I didn't have depression because, you know, it was something that I was expecting, but um, I was wrong and I was so glad that I was wrong. So that was good. And when my hormones was going back to normal, you know, I was sleep deprived as well. So I, I did start getting anxious again, like pretty constant. I came to realize like, I think when I'm overly exhausted, that's when I'm really anxious. And that was when I couldn't sleep. Even though I was really exhausted, I was so anxious that I couldn't sleep. And so back to Google it was, you know, started Googling what moms with anxiety did, um, what other people with anxiety did. Like they didn't even have to be moms. It could have been a freaking uh, dad, a kid, you know, a, a just an, a normal adult that's freaking out there somewhere. Like I was reading hella stories on what to do. And honestly, I just went back to my old technique, breathing techniques, pacing back and forth, you know, just trying to relax, trying to chill out. And one thing for sure, once I was diagnosed with anxiety, I do not drink coffee. I mean, I didn't even drink coffee like that before. I would drink like your typical Starbucks frap every once in a while, a mocha or something. So that's one good thing about me. And so, you know, like when I see people, they don't know that I have anxiety and when I tell them I don't drink coffee, they're like, what? You don't drink coffee? You have a kid. And I'm like, you know, that's when I tell them like, oh, yeah, I fucks with my anxiety. And that's a no go. You know, can't have that. And they're like, oh, OK, yeah, OK, yeah. Because some people, they live off of caffeine. And it's just crazy because people be like, damn, like you don't drink coffee and you can go about your day running on four hours of sleep. Yep, that's me always been like that and till this day I'm still like that so that wasn't anything that was any different when I had a kid because I was already doing it prior to having a kid so that was nothing to me but um yeah so when she was about six months and I clearly remember this night because it was my mom's birthday and we had my siblings over for dinner um, after we did cake, I was so anxious all of a sudden and I'm pretty sure it was for me being tired um, because in the first six months of my daughter, um, every once in a while, she would have like these crying episodes to where she was just constantly crying from, you know, gas and just wanting to be held. So it, I'm not complaining, just saying, you know, that's most likely the reason why I had that anxiousness that night. But after we did cake, you know, I told my siblings and my husband, I was like, oh no, y'all, 
it's coming. So I'm going to need to go to bed or I'm going to try to go to bed because I didn't want to have an episode, you know, around them. And because I don't like having episodes around people, that makes me even more anxious. And I don't like that. So I was like, it's time for me to go upstairs. And they're like, okay, you know, feel better. And if you need anything, obviously I can contact them or whatever and tell them. So after I had that episode, the next day I was talking to my husband like, I need to figure this shit out because I cannot and I do not want to have episodes now that our daughter is here. Like, what do I need to, what else do I need to do? And what else can I do to just make myself feel better? So I talked to my husband and was like, something's got to change. So we obviously figured it out. Like when I was really tired, I would be really anxious. And that was when I would like, oh my God, what would happen if I'm gone? Like what would happen to my family, my daughter? Like I would just tell myself, I'm too young to die. And I know it might sound silly to you guys, but when you have anxiety, that shit's not funny. That is something that is hard to deal with because you can't tell someone with anxiety, you're tripping. Oh, why do you feel like that? Like you're overthinking. Well, yeah, a person with anxiety overthinks. Like that's what anxiety does to you. You overthink. Like I said earlier, when bad shit happens or like just me doing something that doesn't make sense, I constantly rerun that in my head. Like, why the fuck did I do this? Like, what the fuck? Why did I do it this way? Or why didn't I do it this way? And why did this happen to me? You know, like, I just, I don't know, my anxiety, I always feel like maybe it's something I did. I don't know. But um, yeah, so anyways, we, you know, came to the conclusion that I do need more sleep. I mean, I don't need like 10 hours of sleep, but we came to the conclusion like, okay, I need at least six to seven hours of sleep. So I started to do that and uh, I kid you not, I felt so much better. I still had my exhausted days, but they weren't as constant and my anxiety dropped so much and it was amazing. Like from that point, I knew in order to be there for my kid, to be myself, you know, to be a hundred percent myself, I need to get the rest that I need so that I can be better for my kid. That's my baby. Like I grew that little person inside of me and I would do anything for her. So I started doing that and Man, I can't even tell you guys how much of a difference sleeping more helps you with anxiety, at least for me. You know, it's different for everyone else, so I'm not saying it's going to work for you if you have anxiety, but for me, it was a big change. So since then, I knew like, okay, from now on, I'm going to need those hours of sleep if I can. So I tried to aim to get that at least three times out of the week. If I can get five out of the seven days, perfect, you know? But obviously, when you have an infant, not that easy. But um, I can say that I think I didn't have an attack until the following year. So that's good. Like, that was really good for someone who constantly had attacks 
to very little to rarely, you know. So um, yeah, I'm doing better. So and then when we decided to expand our family, I got pregnant with our son, and it was COVID, you know, a little COVID baby. Um, with him, it was literally pain from the get go, and I was stuck inside, you know, my house with my daughter 24/7, seven days a week because we were on lockdown. I would freak out. I I would be anxious every once in a while. Like it wasn't like hella constant, but it was a good amount of time. You know, it was a good amount of anxiety that I had. And every time I just had that anxious feeling when my husband was at work or my sisters, I would text them like, "I'm freaking anxious. Like I'm gonna fucking freak out." And they would, you know, try their best to calm me down. And for the most part, they were able to. My sister would always just tell me to do my breathing techniques. And then、um, my other sister would be like, "Do what you have to do. Try to relax." And then my husband, you know, would just be like, "Are you okay? You know, woo saw, take a deep breath." And it helped. They really helped me because they obviously realized that my anxiety was really bad. Now they're like. Okay, like you know, they try to calm me down. So、um, I'm very thankful for my sisters, plus my husband. Love them. I can tell them anything. When I reach out to them and tell them like I'm freaking out, and when you have anxiety, you freak out for no reason. Okay, it just comes like that. Like you could just be chilling, watching a movie, and all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, I'm about to have an anxiety attack. Like. I would, you know, work from home, and while I'm just processing paperwork or on the phone with someone, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm about to have an attack." But、um, I haven't came across to the point where it would be so bad where I had to leave、um, work. So that was a good thing. That so that was a plus.、Um, so you know, okay. So after, so during my pregnancy, I was more anxious than I was with. My first pregnancy, but it still wasn't too bad to where I needed medication. So, obviously, I didn't opt to take medication because it wasn't something I couldn't handle, and I felt fine for the most part. So, when I was 35 weeks, I had went into labor, and we had our son.、Um, I didn't think of anything. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I I spoke with um what is it? Um, I spoke with someone at the hospital before I left. You know about mental health because she had postpartum with her kids, and you know she she was like when she had it, she didn't know. She didn't know that postpartum depression was possible because not a lot of women talk about it. So. When she had it, she was just like, "What the hell?" I mean, she didn't say "What the hell," but she was just like, "You know, why do I feel like this?" And she told me that she had just her husband, so she had to learn the hard way, and she eventually got through it and stuff like that. So I guess it's protocol for the hospital where I had my son. Um, well, no, because when I had our daughter and it was at the same hospital, I didn't get that. So maybe she came because I had him early. I don't know. I never asked, and I didn't think about it until now, actually. So she gave me some like paperwork, you know, for like 
if in if I needed to call anyone in case I did have it. But I wasn't thinking anything of it, you know. I was like, I was fine after my pregnancy with the first one. So I don't think that, you know, I think I'll be fine with him because if I didn't have it with her, I should be fine, right? Fast forward to a couple weeks later, I was wrong. I started feeling, I don't know, um, I was so drained and I didn't feel like myself and I thought, you know, maybe it's just hormones or maybe I'm just tired. Like I just shrugged it off and a couple weeks later, I felt like I always wanted to cry. Um, every time my son cried, it didn't bother me. Like every time he cried, I didn't want to pick him up. If I fed him and changed his diaper and he was still crying, I didn't have that feeling where I wanted to cuddle him and make him feel better. And um, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like that? That's weird. And I didn't know how to explain it. I was just like, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like that? And um, at that time also, I was nursing him but I wasn't able to produce enough milk for him and um sorry you guys I'm like tearing up um I I started to feel very helpless with my son and I thought it was very weird so um I told my sisters and my husband I was like I feel weird like I don't feel like myself like I always want to cry when he cries I don't I don't know I I just need a minute sorry (sighs) okay sorry about that so I told them I was like I think I might have postpartum. And so two weeks later, I went to my six-week checkup. And of course, she tells me, yeah, you do have postpartum. And she asked me what I wanted to do. She asked me if I wanted to go seek help. And um, I told her, I said, not yet. This is something I want to learn to cope with that I want to beat on my own. And if I'm not able to do that, then yes, I would like help. And she was like, okay, that's fine. Just let me know what you decide and we can go from there. And so everything was good at my checkup besides that. Um, so as soon as I got into the car, I wanted to cry so bad. And for some reason, I was actually relieved. Not the fact that because I had it, you know, but the fact that the doctor actually confirmed what I was feeling. Like, I had a feeling, but I didn't want to jump to conclusions and I didn't want to say that I have it without being diagnosed because I didn't have it with my daughter. So I didn't really expect me to have it with him, you know, because this was something that I wanted. I wanted to have another baby. So I thought having another baby would make me feel as I did for when I had my daughter, you know, but obviously in this case, it was different. I didn't have that same feeling. 
you know, it wasn't the case for me this time. And I just had to accept it. I'm going to need to get on my shit. And I want to get myself back to normal. So, um, yeah, the first few months, it was really tough. I didn't want to do anything. I was just always so sad and I didn't get a lot of sleep. Like I was tired and I tried to go to sleep, but I couldn't. There were days where I would have like two to three hours of sleep. I kid you not. There were a few times where within three days, I would have eight hours of sleep. Not kidding. I did that shit so many times that it was just mentally and physically draining me. And it just wasn't me. I wasn't myself. I didn't like it. I felt so shitty. And I hate that I didn't have a bond with him. I hated that every time he cried, I didn't have the urge to want to pick him up and calm him. I just felt so helpless. Like, I didn't feel like a mom. I was so disappointed in myself that I didn't want anyone to see me like that. So I never wanted to go anywhere And, you know, anytime my sisters and my husband would ask me to do something, I would be like, no, I don't want to do that. I just wasn't in the mood. It was really tough. And on top of that, I wasn't able to produce enough milk for him. Like my milk was just slowly drying up and I tried everything. I drank a lot of water. I drank um, body armor, coconut water. I even had some of those lactating treats and I just couldn't nurse him. So I ended up stopping at three months and I felt like shit. I was beating myself up over it so much. Like I would constantly say to my sisters and to my husband that I didn't feel like a mom. I felt like I wasn't providing for my son because I couldn't produce enough milk for him. Even though, you know, we have things like formula because I nursed our daughter until she was a year old. So I wanted to try to do the same, but I couldn't even get past it. Like it was just crazy. I did three and a half months and that was it because it was just nothing was coming out. I was just so disappointed in myself. My husband and, you know, my family would always try to comfort me like, no, you're not doing anything wrong. Okay, you did what you could. And it's not like he's not getting anything. He's still drinking formula. And there's plenty of moms out there that don't nurse their babies, you know? I don't know. I I just, I was comparing myself to how I was with our daughter and with him. And I just felt like the shittiest mom. I constantly questioned myself, am I a good mom, you know? Am I doing this thing right? Was I meant to be a mom? Was I meant to be a mom of more than one kid? And I would just always ask my sisters and my husband, am I a good mom? Because I don't feel like I am. I feel like as a mom, I should have been able to produce enough milk for him to the point where he didn't even need formula or didn't need it as much as he was drinking and you know they would just always comfort me like no don't think like that you are a good mom and they would just reassure me telling me that I did what I could I did my best and as long as I put a hundred percent effort he will grow up and be thankful for that so 
they were just very comforting. They did a really good job at comforting me when it came to me feeling so down. And I am forever blessed for them because without them, who knows where I would be today? Who knows what would happen if I didn't have them, you know? So I am so humble for life and I'm so glad to be here today because now I get to watch my babies grow with my loved ones. And I'm so excited to see what's in stores for them. So if you are feeling down, you know, going through anxiety, depression, whatever it is, a breakup, anything, if you need help and you have a family member or just a friend or, you know, even the hotline, if you need the help, please reach out. Please use all your resources because a little help goes a long way and just having someone listen might be helpful. Just having someone listen may change your life. Who knows? So I'm hoping that whoever's listening to this, you get the help that you need and you feel better about yourself in a few months from now because I did what I had to and I'm here today And I can honestly say I am almost 100% back to my old self. So yeah, we are coming to an end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.